This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, March 4th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. The state and local pension crisis will get worse before it gets better. That much is clear. But there are some states that are moving ahead with positive reform. Will Freeland is a research analyst at the American Legislative Exchange Council. We spoke last week. When we evaluate the state pension problem, uh, state and local pension problem in the United States, what do people still not get? I mean, even lawmakers, what do they still not get about it? Uh, they have a lot of rosy assumptions about how these types of things are going to work out. So they don't realize how deep the problem is. They often, from their state actuary, they get reports that underestimate how bad things are in their state pension, how underfunded it is, because they don't look, they have, a say, a rate of return that they're expecting that's just totally unreasonable. And so if you have a higher expected rate of return, 8 9%, then what you need to fund and how underfunded you are, it doesn't look so bad. And so there's a lot of that. Some of it's just political pressures, quite frankly, as well. A lot of people uh, don't want to understand because it's not necessarily in their interest. And people don't probably understand that it's these lawmakers who are the people in charge of hiring these actuaries. Yeah, that's right. Uh, there's, I mean, it's, it's a whole system. I mean, there's supposed to be some level of independence for the actuaries, but... Uh, we don't always see that. There's some really good actuaries out there and some really good state treasurers that we've seen, people like Gino Raimondo uh, in uh, in Rhode Island, who uh, are willing to sort of be honest and speak the truth to power, so to speak, uh, and give good information to lawmakers. But that's probably the exception and not the norm. All right. What else do people not understand about state pensions? Um, the whole the hole is deep. That's there's in every state. There's a pretty big problem. They don't understand that there's, there's a fundamental problem, a sort of an incentive problem with the whole defined benefit type pension arrangement. So the defined benefit, basically the state is setting up an ins- uh, a retirement pool. So they basically save for the employee's retirement and they pay out cash payments uh, upon employees retiring. That's sort of in contrast to like what they call defined contribution plans, more like a 401k. The state and the employee make payments directly to a finance firm, uh, and then that's an investment fund. It's in the employee's name, and they get the returns from those funds. So the problem with DB plans, the big problem, is that there becomes this dynamic when the numbers get played with a lot. And there's a huge incentive for politicians to go to, say, a public sector bargaining group uh, that has power, political power to elect them to or get them out to push them out of re-election. And so they'll do things that are beneficial. They'll give them large cost of living adjustments um, or big service credits or all these various types of all types of different things that basically give a better return to employees. Employees are very happy. They want to support the politicians then that make them happy. The politicians, on the other hand, don't necessarily have to deal with the consequences of that. They say, you know, I'm not going to be in office in four years, or I'm going to be a U.S. representative in four years, or so on and so forth. And so this is not my problem financially to deal with, and a lot of times they're very bad financial decisions. It's someone else's financial problem uh, but right now, it looks really good for me. There are a lot of states uh, involved in legislative sessions right now. Uh, what states are likely to uh, craft better reforms to state pensions this year? Sure. So there's all types of states and municipalities 
um, that are looking at it. And some <clears throat> of the reform proposals, sadly, and a lot of the some of the worst affected states by the pension crisis are not as serious and not as deep cutting as they should be. And they certainly don't cut to the heart of the issue, which is this DB, defined benefit plan versus defined contribution plan. So they're just sort of tweaking things. Illinois is a great example of this type of thing. But on the more positive side, there's states like uh, Oklahoma and Florida that they're serious look, seriously looking at defined uh, contribution plans. Uh, there's been bills passed, I believe, that have gone through the House in both states. Um, so fairly serious, not just conceptual legislation, actually, like there's things happening. Uh, and yet they look to move towards uh, defined contribution plans and they look to uh, try to fix a lot of the fundamental problems that the defined benefit plans have had so far that have made them deeply underfunded. Perhaps I'm biased because I'm from Kentucky, so that's the the plan I am most uh, familiar with. But it seems that many states uh, focus on the funding issue rather than the elements of the programs that led to there being this uh, huge gap between what's been promised and the amount of money they've got to pay. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Um, a great example, Kentucky's a good one. Another one is uh, New Jersey. And so New Jersey's facing a budget surplus this year. And so Chris Christie is looking, and you know, the legislature in general, they're both looking towards taking some of the surplus funds and sort of trying to pay down pension debt a little bit which is not a bad idea, but there's a real question of, there's always the famous phrase, throwing uh, good money after bad. Uh, you're going to better fund the situation, but if you haven't improved the dynamics that led to underfunding in the first place, it seems like there's a good chance you're just going to end up, you're going to throw money at the problem now and a few years down the road, you're going to end up in the same situation. So yeah, the funding side, that's a problem and it needs to be addressed. But it doesn't necessarily make sense to tackle it until you have systematically improved what's going on in pensions such that you don't get to a place of underfunding again. Detroit is bankrupt. Uh, pensions played a role in that. It wasn't necessarily the, the only factor, but it was, it was a sizable factor in the decision to move forward with that bankruptcy. Um, it seems that there was sort of this vain hope for a federal bailout uh, for Detroit. How likely is it? What, what do people on Capitol Hill say about the possibility of states saying, well, look, we're in this mess and now you've got to get us out? I think that it sounds like there's very little prospect of that on the federal level. Um, and then even on the state level, very, very low prospects of that. The state looks like they're going to kick in a little bit of money, none of it general fund revenue. They're going to try to just basically repurpose things like the tobacco uh, settlement fund, things along those lines to try to cushion the fall that pensioners in Detroit are uh, going to face. And in part, this is because Michigan, and I'm a Michigan home state, so this is sort of near and dear to my heart, grew up there. Uh, but do we have a constitutional in the state of Michigan, a constitutional guarantee for pensions? So in theory, they need to be paid out. But there's this whole issue of federal bankruptcy law versus this state constitutional guarantee. It seems like the judge, uh, the general way things are headed now, and I'm sure this will be litigated for some time to come, is that they are going to, creditors are going to take a much bigger hit, financial creditors, municipal bondholders, they're going to take a much bigger hit than pensioners, and the state's going to kick in a little bit 
But those pensions are going to be cut for people in the city of Detroit. Uh, and the state's probably not going to do a whole lot more than what they've already put on the table, which is not a lot. And they've got some, I guess, private foundation money as well. And they're going to be selling off the Detroit Institute of Arts as well, all trying to avoid making these pension cuts unduly severe. But there's going to be cuts, and I don't think help will come from the federal government. doesn't look like it, and not much more. There's not a big appetite for it in state governments. Uh, like I said, we're not even talking about general fund revenues. We're talking about settlement funds, so probably not much. If I'm just an average voter in, in my state and I hear of a pension reform proposal that's been put forward, how do I know? What's the, the element that tells me that that reform is serious and that it is aimed at preventing this kind of problem from happening again? I think the key thing is uh, you should look very seriously at defined contribution, or there's sort of a couple half steps towards defined contribution uh, plans, things that people call hybrid plan, plans, where perhaps you have a very small defined benefit component still, but a big, very big chunk of what uh, worker retirement, worker savings is done through a defined contribution plan. Um, and I wouldn't, I think that going straight defined contributions is probably the best way, but I would say any state that's taking on a hybrid plan, anything that has a defined contribution uh, component, citizens in the state should probably look at that and say, this is getting at core issues. This is sort of striking the roots of what's really going on here. Anything that does not include that component, there may be some sound and important reforms uh, contained in the bill, and you'd have to go look at the facts, uh, especially if they helped to attack a lot of the big abuses that have gone on with cost of living adjustments and all types of different things that allow uh, workers to you know, basically kind of abuse the system more or less uh, state allowed. Uh, those things are great, but if there's not a defined contribution component, uh, probably be skeptical. Will Freeland is a research analyst at the American Legislative Exchange Council. You can read more about state pension problems at our website, cato.org.